the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Innovators Network. Now, back to Kim McNicholas on innovation. A technology that has the potential to be a game changer in the fight against the number one killer in the United States has gotten its first go-ahead from the FDA. The Dabra laser developed by Raw Medical Systems has received its 510K clearance for its Exmer laser that unclogs the toughest of blockages in arteries and the legs and hopefully it'll prevent amputation. It targets patients with peripheral artery disease, a disease that plagues more than 50%, 50% of people over the age of 60. Now, not to jump the gun here, but the company is on its way, I believe, to test its laser on coronary vessels, potentially saving people from heart attacks as well in the future. But this is the first rung of the ladder. It's really exciting. And we have with us Dean Irwin, the inventor of the Dabra laser and CEO of Raw Medical Systems, and also Dr. Raghu Patlola, who participated in the FDA study as an investigator testing out the device to see if it worked. Well, obviously it worked, guys. <laughs> it did, Kim. Thanks very much for, for having us. Uh, yeah, it's very exciting now. We've already started our commercial rollout, putting the laser into the hands of some of these interventional cardiologists, interventional radiologists, and vascular surgeons. So far, things are going very well. Of course, we launched in Europe earlier this year, and things are going very well there as, as well. I was, uh, I'm extremely delighted that I was part of this uh, groundbreaking clinical trial of uh, Ra Medical Systems Dabra Catheter. I was honored to be a part of that, and in the part of this trial, we did close to 70 patients, uh, very t- uh, tough, very difficult, uh, who were almost on the edge of amputation, losing both their legs, but we had the privilege and honor of recanalizing, meaning connecting the dots and getting the blood supply back to the foot, which saved 70 legs as of now, and many more to come. Right, 95% success rate and absolutely no complications. You're absolutely Lady. right about that, Kim. That's a big number. 95% success rate with a catheter is just amazing. It's uh, and Even the history of uh, medicine, having such a high success rate is, is just unknown. So this is a real groundbreaking landmark trial, which is clearly identified that these other patients would benefit from this phenomenal device, which is going to save legs now and eventually save life, meaning hearts. Bring me back to that first meeting. I remember it was in between the two of you in person. You were really skeptical, Dr. Patlola, about this device. Talk about the, the, you know, your skepticism going into it. And then that aha moment where you said, holy cow, wait a minute. You got me on that, Kim. That was a phenomenal experience. When I first uh, saw the device, I was quite skeptical because I've been involved in many uh, uh, device-based trials, but somehow I was not um, uh, completely comfortable uh, using this device on my patients. Uh, And to that effect, I did uh, discuss with my patient that, uh, well, uh, this is a new device, new laser, 
and this is supposed to get the blood back to your feet and legs. Uh, will you be willing to participate in the trial? And after t- speaking to them, each patient for about 10 to 15 minutes, um, they were more than happy that they, w- they would like to be enrolled in the trial. And I'm a witness of that. Subsequently, when we enrolled more patients, uh, these patients went back and spoke to them or told them that it was very painless, very simple, outpatient, local anesthesia procedure, and this helped me in recruiting more complex patients and giving an excellent result. And today, it's uh, almost a year, and these people are happy, uh, both their legs on, playing golf, having a normal life. Dr. Palolo is right. We had a great deal of skepticism from all of the investigators on the study, uh, questions such as, how is it going to work without a wire? And how will it track in the true lumen? These were real tough questions that could only be answered through experience. So we really had to prove that the device was capable of working. And and we did. Right. Just quickly describe how it works because we were talking about it's without a guide wire. And most people who are listening right now don't know why that's relevant. Well, Dr. Pat Lola can really speak to it, but but it is very simple. There's a, a small puncture in the groin, and our catheter is maneuvered to the lesion using a, a standard tools, things called guide wires or sheaths or support catheters. And then through the process of photochemical ablation, we convert the plaque into its fundamental chemistry, changing it from something that's blocking the artery to now chemicals like proteins and lipids and water and, and other, other chemicals that are found naturally in the bloodstream. Ken, this is a very simple procedure. Uh, I was just uh, joking the other day, my 85 years old mom, she can do that too. So again, I'm a doctor, I'm a cardiologist, I'm an interventional cardiologist. I've done a close to 300,000 of these procedures in the last 20 years. So uh, this is a very simple procedure. And normally we most of the time, it's an outpatient procedure done under local anesthesia and mild sedation. A small catheter, almost like a size of spaghetti, uh, which goes uh, around the tummy area and then uh, around the navel area. And then we uh, maneuver this uh, spaghetti-like catheter uh, into the leg. And then uh, the special catheter, uh, Dabra catheter of uh, raw medical systems, uh, that does the job. Um, we just have to um, watch and monitor and a few things, but it's a very simple, simple system, very simple way to open up the arteries. And majority of the times, most of these patients are home in about two to three hours. Why do you think that the mainstream media is not interested in covering something like this? It's It, it blows my mind. I mean, you know, peripheral artery disease affects more than 50% of people over the age of 60. And most people haven't even heard of an interventional cardiologist. Most people are sent by their cardiologist to a, straight to the vascular surgeon to go get their legs chopped off. I mean, I, I just don't understand. Do you think that this particular technology, ultimately, at some point, there's going to be a catalyst, I don't know what that could be, could change all that? Absolutely. Now, Kim, uh, thank you for that question. We are in 2017. Even now, in the majority of the places in the in the United States, the first treatment option for a peripheral disease is amputation. Uh, no angiogram. No angiogram. No consultation with a, a peripheral vascular interventionist like me or many of us. They go straight to amputation. So, for example, 
just the other day I saw a patient and for some reason the internal medicine physician, the referring physician referred to vascular surgeon. The vascular surgeon goes into the room, doesn't even touch the patient, doesn't even touch the leg. Now he's talking to the patient and his wife, well, I can cut this toe off today and maybe two toes tomorrow. We'll see how it does. If not, we'll chop off the whole leg. So, so that's the common attitude uh, what most of the professionals have right now. But this is a revolution which I think will prevent that from happening. No more amputations. Indeed, uh, the raw medical systems in general, they are uh, starting a mass campaign uh, called as no amputation, amputation prevention, which is going to really make a big difference in, in, in our patients' lives. Definitely. Now, Going back to the thing as to why there is no, not much of media um, campaign on this great product. Well, the problem is that the focus always has been the, uh, the heart, uh, which is very important. Of course, you need to have a, uh, you need to have a healthy heart to have the legs. Uh, still, uh, the PAD or uh, peripheral vascular disease or, or peripheral arterial disease, what you call it, uh, still did not gain the momentum, which is which it deserves it. Um, because it's just a leg. But uh, uh, if you look at the statistics, amputation is much more expensive, much more, causes much more psychological trauma, causes much more depression, causes much more lost work hours than a heart attack. And this, these are very serious numbers. And hopefully the mainstream media will get back onto it and support our efforts in preventing amputation. Yeah, definitely. And um, Dean, he was mentioning the coronaries people are i mean i would still think that because this has the potential for coronaries that they would be interested in this future technology what you know first rung of the ladder where are we at when are we going to get to the heart well we're in the process of putting together our protocol obviously we're speaking with our investigators like dr pat lola on on you know how we're going to do the procedure then we have to submit that to the fda it is not a non-significant risk uh, uh procedure. So we'll submit that to the FDA. They'll have to approve it. So that'll take some time. Then we'll have to go through the institutional review board process and, and have reviews for all these various sites that we'll have uh, doing the procedure. So although it seems pretty simple and we're, we're all prepared to do it, it may take uh, six months or more even before we start the study. And then at that point, uh, we'll collect the data, take care of the patients, and then submit that to the FDA for approval. It's going to be a process. Absolutely, Kim. As as uh, Mr. Dean Irwin mentioned, it's a process. Uh, we work and live in the in the United States. It's a very rigorous process. And the important thing is that, of course, abiding by the law and plus most important thing is that the lives of our patients are of much more importance to us. So all these trials will be well designed, well supervised, exactly put the recommendations of FDA. I think it's going to be a great trial. It's going to save many more lives. We'll come up right here on Kim McNicholas on Innovation. We're going to take your questions for both Dean and Dr. Pat Lola, so stay with us. Now, back to Kim McNicholas on Innovation. Welcome back to the show. We have Dean Irwin, who is the founder and inventor and CEO of a company called Raw Medical Systems. He invented the Dabra laser, which is an eczema laser that is unclogging arteries, and they just got their FDA clearance. We have Dr. Pat Lola, who is the investigator for the FDA study. Really excited to have you both here. Uh, before the break, we talked all about where you were at in terms of the technology and the future of it, but we are getting in a ton of questions. 
questions from applicants or entrepreneurs who have entered into the Extreme Tech Challenge, which is the world's largest startup competition with the top 10 presenting live on stage at the world's largest consumer electronics show in Las Vegas, CES, and the top three going on to present to Sir Richard Branson on his private island. Got quite a few, so just really quick and to the point, Victor Brown, founder and CEO of Excellent Life, a wellness technology company developing a platform to deliver real-time human diagnostics. What hurdles do you feel need to be overcome before doctors would feel comfortable using expert systems to help with diagnosing conditions and suggesting treatment? There are few softwares and few systems. For example, uh, we have about like 10 or 15 primary care providers who practice in the middle of nowhere. So they have very poor access to the standard testing. So in those situations, we have a special system, special software. What they need to do is that they just need to put some blood pressure cuffs on the arm and the leg and then push the button. And the information is sent to us and we interpret the results in a matter of less than five minutes. And we tell them what exactly the problem is and what the further course of action could be. These are called PAD platform. It's like a small mini iPad with a couple of wires, and it works extremely well in these situations. Yeah, so it sounds like there aren't really any hurdles before doctors would feel comfortable using these expert systems. And the bottom line, all of us have one common goal, to alleviate the patient's symptoms, prevent them from dying or preventing them from losing a leg. So most of the physicians are very comfortable with any of the softwares that computers are involved. Another question, actually, for you, doctor. It's John Pinelli with Punched Energy, and they are developing clean, natural energy, green coffee bean caffeine gummies called Punched Gummies. They don't really have an FDA question. Their question is more about the health benefits of raw, natural caffeine from a plant versus artificial or synthetic caffeine made in a lab. That one seems obvious that there would be benefits, but I like their other big question in the market, which is just the overall crazy sugar and artificial ingredient cocktails being sold as so-called energy drinks. And that's a huge problem. So any sort of alternative would be great that's plant-based, wouldn't you think? I do. And actually, just the other day, I had to go and fill my gas in my car. So I had to go to the gas station inside to see the manager because uh, they only accept credit cards inside the gas station. So while I was waiting there, while she was uh, processing my car, I picked up an energy drink and took a look at the ingredients. Uh, So most of these uh, energy drinks simply mean they're full of sugar. So whenever you consume a lot of sugar, you become hyper, you become hyperactive and get your work done. But then after that, you, you tend to crash. And so, you could, it could lead to diabetes. Especially these artificial sugars that are more prone for diabetes. You got to be very careful as to which energy drinks you, 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 you take. And the best energy drink, in my opinion, is to lose weight and exercise beyond the treadmill <laughs> for at least five to ten minutes a day. Next question is Richard Hanbury, CEO of Santa Health, and they've created a device to solve the problem of insomnia. And they want to know how to recruit primary care physicians for the distribution after a 510K. To start a study, to find key opinion leaders, and to really find out what's happening, one of the best sources are industry trade magazines. So, for instance, for sleep apnea, that sort of thing, you would look under Sleep Review, which is the journal for sleep specialists. There you would find key opinion leaders, people writing articles, investigators, and uh, results of clinical studies. 
Another way to go to recruit uh, physicians is through a contact research organization. There are many such. In fact, I met with one today called Syntactics. Uh, They're out of New York, and uh, uh, they offer services from soup to nuts, from planning your protocols, planning your KOLs, identifying them, all the way through distribution, publication of your studies, etc. So uh, two ways to go. One is a little more organic, takes a lot of legwork, and the other is the full professional way to go through a CRO, a contact research organization. And I think that you've you've also answered maybe Jonathan's uh, question as well with Virgilant Health, um, digital health platform. Um, that he wants to know what, what are the suggested forums, events for meeting physicians interested in collaborating with startups, but you also gave some publications as well. Going in that direction is really smart. Again, I would go to the industry magazines. Uh, perhaps you could partner up with another uh, device company to leverage off of their mm-hmm. sales force. Apno Systems is a company that creates therapeutic wearables. And do you recommend going for a 510K or a humanitarian use device clearance? That's a tough question. Now, the FDA does also make an exception for custom devices. So if you have a custom device that is prescribed by a physician, someone can build it and there's, they're exempt from the 510K clearance process but they have to be very specifically patient-specific. Now, a humanitarian exemption might require pre-approval each and every time from the FDA. So that's a very cumbersome process, whereas the 510K exemption for a custom device might be much simpler. And, of course, if you do get a 510K clearance on your device, which should be pretty simple, that might provide some additional marketing. That is, it's FDA cleared, and therefore you might be a little more robust from the standpoint of competitive. Iris Sherman, co-founder and president of Kitchology, a mobile app that uses machine learning technology for personalized diets as a novel approach to improving diet adherence. Do you think a food app that can modify behavior of food choices will require FDA approval and or should require FDA approval? Uh, And also, are food recommendations practicing medicine? Of course, there are lots of companies, including Jenny Craig, uh, many others, that actually provide food. So they're certainly making dietary recommendations right to the point of actually providing the very food that they're recommending. I'm really not sure that that's specifically something that the FDA regulates as far as uh, suggesting diets that may treat or mitigate diseases. Again, if you can position it as they're simply healthy diets that might improve uh, Uh, your health, then uh, certainly that's not uh, regulated by the FDA. And one more question. Teddy Hodges, founder of Brace Under, custom compression technologies for physical health. How do you get investors to value research and development when it comes to bringing a medical device to market? Research and development uh, is something that investors really don't have a tangible deliverable on. But that may not necessarily be true. Obviously, a patent or a trademark is something that can make tangible value to research and development. So I would suggest either having office action, filing the patent, office actions, and of course an issued patent can be very valuable. So that's something that an investor can really put their hands on. Thank you so much to the both of you for joining us. We're out of time. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Kim. This has been Kim McNicholas on Innovation. You can connect with Kim on Facebook forward slash Kim McNicholas or email Kim McNicholas at gmail.com. Be sure to join us again next Friday at 1 for Kim McNicholas on Innovation. This show is distributed by the Innovators Network. For more information and other great shows and content, visit theinnovators.network. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.